and through the years he has equipped us to we lead the worship ministry and so that includes the platform ministry as well as sound and visual stuffs um, we both teach and Joel preaches and yeah and then we're both involved in discipleship ministries uh, so God has saved us he's given us a heart for Japan he's equipped us and then now oh and then last year two Joel, years ago two years yeah. ago sorry mind um, it's still February it's okay yeah it's still right? February two months three months how long is it uh, Joel was called to be a pastor at our church um, so we are thankful for that because that this equipping has made it possible for us to go back as church planters. So calling, uh, so God's calling us back to Japan and he's letting us join a church planning work in progress in Izumi. So back to this map, it's like right there. This is the island of Kyushu. This is Izumi. So this is Japan, right there. We have a dish out there. So if you want to see more specifically, actually touch it and we will be covering for Bill and Becky Petit they are veteran ABWE missionaries they've been there for 20 plus years Becky is an MK grew up in Japan Bill uh, after they got married they went there together and we'll be in Izumi for two years for at least one year of that time Bill and Becky will be back in the States on their furlough and then when they come back we'll work together with them um, until our two years are up and during that time, Joel will pastor and continue the discipleship and um, evangelism work that they're doing right now. I'll also um, evangelize and possibly do some teaching, but my primary focus will be on language study because my I am not fluent in Japanese. I have a long way to go yet in, in order to uh, really be there long term. I need to get better at it. So a few facts about the church. The average weekly attendance is 25 people. Many of the regular attendees are not Christian. So they come more because it's a place where they belong, where they can feel accepted. Clubs are really popular in Japan, and many people view church as a club. And then none of the children who come to church are from Christian homes. So they come on their own from the neighborhood. And then this church, Izumi Hope Church, is the only church within an hour in any direction of it. So, our vision, well, it's an offshoot of Union Lake Baptist's vision, which is to know Christ and make him known. So, in order to accomplish that, we're in with the aim of accomplishing that, we're joining this church planning effort in Izumi, Japan, for two years, hoping to use it as a stepping stone into longer church planning work in Japan. And our vision is to disciple biblically grounded Christians to build Christ-centered churches that partner in sacrificially committed coalitions. Is that enough? That seems to be Baptist, right? <laughs> So kind of the, the big parts of that, we desire to see Christians committed to the word of God who desire to grow in the word, apply it in their lives, and use it to give a reason for the hope that is in them. So first that involves evangelism, proclaiming the gospel to those 
who have not placed their faith in Christ. So as we did previously did in Japan, that means we'll be looking to build relationships with those in the community. Um, one of the things I did last time, I joined a rock climbing gym to get to know some guys in the community and spend time with them. Um, so just finding out about people and being able to speak the gospel uh, clearly into their lives um, from, a you know, from a place of knowing them. Um, and since there is a small congregation there, there will be um, weekly preaching, and then they do a Wednesday night Bible study equipping the Christians who are there to share um, the word and to disciple one another. Is that the right one? Yeah, we desire to see churches who ground every aspect of their theology in the gospel as proclaimed in the word of God so that their governance, service, care, worship, and witness display the glory of Christ crucified. Um, and just as an aside, I have to say that I personally have been encouraged. Um, I've been listening to your Sunday school discussions <laughs> about your statement of faith, and I've been encouraged that as a church, you are seeking to do this, to build your lives on the word and what God has to say, you know, every aspect of what you are as a church. And, th and that's what we seek to do. So that would involve training teachers. We have experienced training teachers at ULBC, and so part of that Wednesday night Bible study goal is training people to be able to handle the word and teach it. And then raising leaders so that as we do other things, that the aim of church planning is for someone in that church to be raised up, to become mature enough to be appointed as a pastor, to pastor that church. And, you know, I don't think we have this on the prayer slide, but that would be a big prayer. Because right now, there really isn't any potential future pastors at that church. So be praying that God would mature men there and women to teach the word. And lastly, we desire to see coalitions of churches committed to pouring in, into each other through training, supplying each other's needs, and caring for their pastors. So we'd partner with existing churches in the area to do things like um, kids camps are popular. Uh, ABWE actually owns like a camp, small campground with a building on it that the churches in the area use to do camps. So we'd help out with that. By area, he means the island. Yeah, like Kyushu, the whole multi-state area. Yeah. Um, or sometimes VBS, sometimes it would be pulpit supply or building projects, what, whatever other churches in the area might need. And so here we have one final picture of the church body in Izumi. Um, it's small, and the number in, of churches in Kyushu on that island are few, um, but God desires to show his glory in redeeming a people for himself. There's that awesome scene in Revelation 5, where people sing, worthy is the lamb who was slain, because you have redeemed people from every tribe and tongue and nation. And so because of this, we're eager to serve in Japan and looking forward to seeing how God works in the months and years to come. So a couple final uh, praise and prayer requests. Maybe, yeah. Praise. Um, we only officially announced to other churches and to people outside of our church family that we would be raising support to go about a couple months ago. And we're already at, what? Maybe a couple we're already at 50% of our needed monthly support. And it's this weird situation of like, we feel like we've been marking off this area over here to dig and look for resources. 
and God is like throwing gold nuggets at the back of our head from like over that direction. Like, like the support he is giving has not clearly been the fruit of what we're doing. It's his grace, as it all is, but this is very clearly that. Um, and another big praise. Oh. So this boy, his name is Kanta. He's 19, right? 18. So he and another lady at the church, Mrs. Sonoda, who's an elementary school teacher, recently both made professions of faith. Um, the missionaries have been doing Bible studies with them for a while, and that's awesome, especially that, that two people um, would make uh, professions of faith in such a relatively short period of time. Um, so prayer, we need other people to partner with us, whether it's in prayer, whether it's financially, whether it's um, connecting us with other churches. Um, just be in prayer that God would continue to do more than we expect. <laughs> um, and you can be praying for Kanta and for Miss Sonoda because they will, I mean, as, as any Christian knows, they will be greatly tempted now to not be connected with the body. So in Japan, it's very common for someone to make a profession of faith and then never get baptized and never come back to church. Baptism is kind of the real visible step. <laughs> and their families don't want that. They don't want them to do something that's visibly different to mark them as Christian. So, so just be in prayer, um, especially as Kanta wants to move to the U.S., <laughs> away from this church. Um, just be in prayer that God would protect their faith. So that, oh, you have something I want to add just a tidbit of information about that. When somebody, when a Japanese person becomes a Christian, in many ways, culturally, they are not Japanese anymore because mm -hmm. Christianity is thought of as a Western religion. Mm -hmm. It isn't, but that's the mindset. Mm -hmm. And so that's already a separation when somebody becomes mm -hmm. a Christian. But if they become baptized, they are visibly, like he was saying, identifying themselves with Christ. And that further separates them from the group. And that's hard, but mm -hmm. it's necessary. Mm -hmm. So, that is, for now, all we have to say. So we open the floor to any questions that you may have. Yes. Um, we've mainly been in southern Japan, so it might be a little hard for us to um, experientially answer that question. Um, overall, Japanese people are very friendly up front, and you can get kind of close, relatively speaking, you know, in that first few steps of the relationship, you feel like you are getting close because they respond very positively. They don't want to say no and make you look bad. Um, and then you hit a wall of you're not Japanese, you're not like me, you're not part of this group or that group, um, and it becomes hard to go further then. Um, and when it comes to sharing the gospel, 
you have to be careful about how you ask them, will you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Because a lot of the time, they will say yes to get you to stop talking about it because it's uncomfortable, and then you won't ever see them again. Or your relationship will become very awkward. So there is a... I mean, it's, it's not like countries like Iran where Christianity is so heavily persecuted. Someone says, yes, I want to become a Christian, I want to be baptized, and it's like, well, they're going to die probably if they get found out, so we can, like, who puts their life on the line willy-nilly? There's not that same risk in Japan, and they can just be like, oh, yeah, sure, and then never see you again and not have to deal with the awkwardness. So it takes a... Um, great deal of leading from the Spirit to wisely share and invite them. You have to be really, really careful about language and how you approach things. So remember earlier he was talking about kami, about there's gods and spirits and everything? Yeah. And so, like, they don't have the same starting place as many North Americans do of at least hearing at one point of one creator God. And so you really have to start at the beginning and work your way through mm -hmm. before. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it can be a long road, but thankfully we have the word. Mm -hmm. um, there's a... Um, the Holy Spirit has to work. Yes. Yeah. There's a, um, a Bible study um, that we use that goes through the four pieces of the gospel, as a lot of people define it. God... There's one God. He has created everything. He is holy. Mankind was made to worship and adore him, but we have turned from him and earned death. Jesus Christ came, fully man, fully God, paid the penalty for our sin. You must repent. And the fourth, it demands a response. So uh, there's a study where we go through scripture looking at those things. And it can take four weeks or it can take longer if they're like, I don't get the man part, like, huh? So really trying to make sure they understand and they can articulate it rather than just saying yes or no before you move on. Anything else? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, my brain's a little slow right now. Um, I. Do you want me to answer? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we believe that women shouldn't be preachers, but they can teach and should utilize the gifts that God has given them to teach. And so, Simeon Trust, uh, it is an organization. Um, designed, the purpose is to help people learn how to study scripture and how to teach it. For women, teach it. For men, preach it. And so they're separate sessions. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe just to clarify, yeah. I think when Keep we going. say women teach, mm. women teaching women. Ah, uh, yes. For clarity's sake, yeah. 
when it comes to scripture. I mean, please teach me how to fix a car, anyone. <laughs> I have no idea how, so. He really doesn't. No objections about learning from anyone how to fix a car. Does that answer? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah. Was there a question in the back? Yes. Yes, sir. That's a good question. So we didn't talk about this, and maybe we should add it to our presentation. Um, This church plant already has a building um, because someone who builds houses and was very rich decided, I'm going to build a very big house in the large of just a regular neighborhood. You know, kind of like when you go to the lakes around here, someone tore down a shack and built like a mansion, and there's like little shacks next to it. Someone did that, and then they went bankrupt. And then the bank foreclosed on it, but they have to pay what's called luxury tax on it every year. So the bank was paying like $10,000 a year just to hold this house. And so they're like, uh, how do we get rid of this? Um, And so it is like 5,000 square feet. It's two-story, so the church kind of goes on the bottom. There's uh, some rooms that you can use as classrooms and uh, kitchen and the... The, uh, that's actually one of the rooms, classroom, yeah. sanctuary, right here. Um, and then upstairs, there's some, there's another house, basically, which is where the petites live right now and where we live while we were there. So that actually has cut down on the amount of support we need because housing is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, so the church, when they were looking to plant a church there, some, they just, their realtor just like ended up taking them there. And since they're a religious organization, they do get a tax break. They don't have to pay that $10,000 a year luxury tax. And so the bank went, please, please, please buy this house from us. And they got it for like a really good $200,000 or something outrageous like that. So it's awesome that in the future, mm. some Japanese pastor, and maybe his wife and family, if he has one, can live there, mm-hmm. um, which is a big deal because mm-hmm. a high hurdle for people becoming pastors in Japan is that the congregation is too small to support them financially. And Japanese jobs demand so much of your time that it's hard to be a lay pastor. Um, That was actually when we were there the first time, it was partially an experiment to see, can we work and church plant? And no, (laughs) no, Japanese companies demand way too much of your time. So God has really, really blessed this church plant in that way. Because, yeah, most of the time it's you rent out a community center space for a few years and then finally you have to build a church and it's usually out in the boonies because it's cheap. Any other questions? Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, that's correct, yeah. Yeah, we are technically short-termers for these two years, which, along with that housing situation, almost cuts in half the amount of monthly support we need. Um, But two years is also the maximum amount of time we can be (laughs) short-term so that we can take advantage of of, um, getting back into the culture and working there. But yeah, after those two years, we do desire to go long-term, and it would most likely require coming back to raise additional support. All right, I think that is it. And we have, I'm excited, one more song to sing, right? Yeah. Okay.